Welcome to Let's Get Writing, the podcast that explores the creative process of writing from books, scripts, plays, and poems to songs and blogs. This series focuses on authors, publishers, and artists. Catherine's guests share their process of writing in all its forms. Listen along to discover the personal journeys behind their work. Explore options from indie to traditional publishing and learn tips and secrets to inspire you. Welcome to Let's Get Writing. Falls, Windsor, Newfoundland, Canada. We have our own time zone. We're actually half an hour ahead of most places or behind or whatever, but we have a very unique island that we live on here in the North Atlantic Ocean. And you are joining me on Let's Get Writing, which is a show that tells the stories behind the stories. If you like to read, if you have a book in your heart that you'd like to put onto paper someday, or you have ideas and you're not sure where to go with them or how to do it, I hope that this show is going to help you, inspire you, and motivate you to do it. Just do it. And I'm so excited tonight to have a very special guest joining me all the way from the other side of North America in California, Laguna Beach. That's a mouthful. Anyway, my guest is Jared Rosen, and I'm going to bring him on right now. And up he comes, I hope. <laughs> there we go. Up there, oh, there you are. Hi, how's everything going in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean? <laughs> oh, well, it's probably not as warm as where you are, Jared. It uh, no doubt is a little cooler, but we're pretty happy with the weather we've been having, and the snow is just about gone. Um, and I suppose, of course, you're probably wearing sandals, not right now. <laughs> as a matter of fact, um, you can't even go to the beach so. Well, tempting to drive past it, and but we're all we're all in a interesting period of history. So, uh, our our children will have stories to tell their children. They certainly will. Well, I want to just introduce you a little bit. You're called the Book Whisperer. You are the Chief Visionary Officer of Dream Sculpt Media. You have published more than fifty media eBooks. You're an author, and of course. In my mind, you're an inspiration. And I'm so thrilled to have you here on the show. I had the opportunity to sit in on some of your seminars and you have so much information to share um, and so much experience in this, this line of work. And I just wanted to bring you two people who can maybe learn all about um, the, the wealth of information that you have stored between your two ears. Absolutely, and other places. <laughs> <laughs> But tell me, before we start, how's the smog down there? Has has this slowdown actually? Do you see the sun? Well, um, living in Laguna Beach, it's not too smoggy, but by the ocean, it's pretty nice. Um, you know, I lived in Hollywood uh, as well, and no, on a smoggy day, uh, you can't see any mountains. Mm. Uh, from here, up in the hills, it's like being in Montana. I mean, the snow peaks and um, driving on the 405 uh it throws you back to like the 30s or something you know what it must have been like driving driving through los angeles before um the the hordes of millions that have have taken to the road so i mean you know there's always a silver lining um i think it's all about our awakening so in in, in whatever way um it's touching us in our lives hmm. and that's true and maybe a little bit of the silver lining people ask me they say well how is your 
your life changed as a writer. And I'm thinking, not a whole lot. You know, we tend to spend time in isolation. We spend time with our thoughts by ourselves. So mm -hmm. it's not as dramatically different, perhaps, for people who write. But um, it's going to certainly be a time that if there was some way we could make an effort to record what we're going through, it would be amazing. And, and that's something that I'm working on. Wonderful. I'm sure that will be fruitful. I mean, there's a lot of deep feelings and emotions and, and a, a lot of um, opportunity to to look at the world through um, through a different lens. I mean, I know people when they go grocery shopping now, it's like, you know, really, thank you for stocking those shelves. I never thought about you before, but you know, what you're doing is keeping me fed. So I think there, you know, during times of crisis, it awakens uh, people's kindness and compassion. Uh, and um, it's a good thing. Hmm. And we do, and we do think about that because it, we were, we're all so much on automatic pilot these days where we go from point A to B and we don't even know what we've seen, you know, who we sped by or who we haven't even smiled at. And I hope that this time to maybe sit with our families and reflect on what's important. I mean, what really is important. Yeah. And maybe do some reading and writing. And people are doing reading and people are doing writing. Uh, I mean, I'm fortunate enough in the business that I do where we help people, authors develop their concept, develop their book and publish it and create their platform and all that. This is a really good time. The people I've been talking to, you know, really see like this is, there's a depth to, uh, and, and just, you know, the quote unquote lockdown really I've translated to those who I talk to is here's your writing retreat you've been looking for <laughs> and never had the time to do. Um, so uh, I think there'll be some, some good, you know, we have besides, you know, the 50 books that we did as media enhanced uh, eBooks, um, with DreamScope Books and Media, which we kind of restarted from DreamScope Media in 2017. We already have 10 books out and we have another 20 books or so in development. Uh, so it's it's, an ex it's exciting for me because every book is like a, a new child being born and hopefully one that will bring goodness to the world and um, open hearts and minds. And um, that's my passion. Mm -hmm. And Jared, you mainly, you're, you're nonfiction. You, you don't do anything with fiction at, at all, do you? Well, no, I, actually, um, as a book developer and publisher right now, um, there is one book I worked on um, that will probably end up being a series of books that's a historical fiction, and I have another historical fiction. Um, so a couple of other authors that have come to me, interesting enough, historical fiction. Um, and then, I, you know, I, I have worked with people on the development of uh, their um their stories through through memoirs, uh, but I I'm really excited. And the books that I develop, if people come to me with a memoir, and it's you know, it's pretty pretty difficult to to get out on media, as you know, and talk about mm -hmm. your own life, um, unless of course you're so famous, everybody wants to know all the details. So when I work with people that start out and it's like, oh, I have this memoir, I help them see how it can be a uh, narrative or creative nonfiction where they're doing the storytelling, but there's there's something. Um, there's takeaways that can, they're teachable, coachable, presentable, so that when they get out there, um, they're not just talking about themselves. And it's better to position a book as, as a, um, uh, as a, as a nonfiction. In this case, we call it creative nonfiction. And then there are people that come to me with nonfiction books that need storytelling in it because um, it's just uh, very generic, and um, you don't really feel the the soul of the author. Uh, they're just giving you information. 
Um, and I think information and knowledge and wisdom and the didactic is much more uh, absorbable if um, it, it comes in the form of storytelling. So people retain it. They, you know, if you tell them, tell them the story, put them in the picture, and then share the wisdom, um, they'll absorb it more so than if you're just, you know, downloading all the the, the facts to them. Well, and I, I have to agree with you, and you've, you've spoken quite a bit about that, that, that there's always a creative element to even nonfiction and how you do present it. I think we all like to hear story, and we all like to know the why behind someone's thoughts or why they've done that. So is that your role? Do you actually draw that out of people? When people come to work with you, what's the experience like? Well, I have people that come to me from, I have people that come to me with a dissertation that I want to transpose it into a, a nonfiction book. I have people that come come to me with incredible storytelling and yet we, we're going to need to find a, the right way to position it. Uh, but ideally, um, the stories are inside of them and I'm a catalyst and, you know, um, I, it's just natural for me. I, it, it doesn't have to be a book, it'd be a movie, it can be a business. Um, I somehow have this ability to hang out with somebody and see the, 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 their, their, the work, their great work that has yet to be born through them. Um, and I love that quote by, uh, I believe it's Goethe, although a lot of people give it to one of my favorite people that's not on this plane anymore, Wayne Dyer. And that is mm -hmm. don't die with your unfinished music in you. And, mm -hmm. uh, and this, so this is a, is a time where people say, you know, I have this in me, I've never had the time and and then they usually you know have some self-judgment well it's really not that good or i don't know if anyone really wants it or there's not a market for it and that's where i come in it's like let's take your stories let's take your knowledge and wisdom and let's structure it into something that's going to be extremely valuable for the reader um because it's entertaining it's enlightening um it's 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 authentic and i have mm -hmm. to say that term um I use it a bit when I help uh, an author develop the book as well as their platform. Um, I, I describe it as creating their authentic author platform because so many times you just look at some other people and say, well, oh, well that worked, I should do it like that. And uh, people miss the boat when, when they don't just go deep inside themselves and say, what is it before you even get the podcast, the, the radio show, the, all the things that people use to broadcast their messaging, of course, blogging and, and now the big, you know, um, mothership is a book uh, for most people, but to authentically know how you want to touch somebody's life, like soul to soul, like what is it that that um, that is so you're so passionate about? The way in which you share it will ignite that passion, will awaken something in the reader, will give them an experience as if they're they're you know in your shoes. Uh, so that's so that's the authenticity, and then um, in, in, in truth and honesty, um, without deception, without playing games, which um, it happens a lot in publishing. Um, we've seen it for for years with digital publishing, where people publish, and their whole focus is to be a best-selling book. They spend almost money so they can brag and say it's a bestseller. Those in the industry know that you know it's the difference between a New York Times bestseller and an Amazon bestseller. Mm -hmm. uh, but so authentic really is when you show up, your people, um, you can call it target market, target audience. I don't like targets, I like souls. So I call it your soul tribe. The people that, <laughs> that how is the knowledge is filtered through you and specifically your own unique storytelling, that knowledge and that wisdom will be uh, much more um, 
the, the people will receive it in, in, in a more genuine way um, by your authentic um, expression. Which well, can you be, are, you know, edgy and intense and deep and, you know, vulnerable. Well, you say there's more to being an author than writing a book. And I, I, I love that because I think there is so much more. There's all the different platforms. If you can get your head around that, that's pretty challenging in and of itself and can be almost overwhelming to people. Where do I begin? How do I um, even really make that audience before you have the book? You can go as far as as that. I mean, let's talk a little bit about that. What what holds people back, and, and and what do they have to be to make this happen? Well, the tagline that I'm um, actually on our website: "There's more to writing a book. More, uh, there's more to being an author than writing a book." Is more true now than ever because, well, years ago, I'll, I'll backtrack and I'll get back to your question. Um, years and years ago. Uh, the author was the artist that the publisher uh, endowed and gave them that advance and said, here, um, we want to own the rights to publish it um, because we think it's a value, literary merit. And um, the author wrote the book. Um, but nowadays what we're dealing with is only a very small percentage of books are traditionally published and they usually have a lot of money behind them. And the publishers, which most likely are very large multi-billion dollar um, media companies that own, may own that, that very, you know, like uh, down home sounding uh, imprint. <laughs> you know, you think it's a little cottage yeah. uh, in Vermont and this, you know, the 26th floor on Madison Avenue. Um, so, so people, most books are being published digitally, hybrid um, publishing, self, whatever you might, may call that. Um, and well, how do people find it? it? Used to be they go to the bookstore or they go to the library. And, and now mostly people are gonna find it obviously online and how are they gonna connect with you? They connect because you're building a platform as we talked about, and that can be in, ma in many forms. It can be, you know, saying a podcast, it can be video, whatever, but it's about building that community. And I know there was another part to your question, but- <laughs> I'm not sure. I, well, it, it, I, I think it was, well, what, what, what are they required to do? You know, it, it yeah. almost, Feel overwhelmed. How do you get oh. it? I remember. How do you get? How do you get it started? Mm -hmm. How do you? How do you wrap your mind around all this? Mm -hmm. Well, I think it does start with the seed. Is the idea? It's what I would term the soul of the book. Um, you know, somebody wants to have a child. They may be very spiritual, meditate, and they have a name. You know, Lola. You know, I could feel her soul around. That's kind of like what I do when I work with people with the book. I know it's around there. And so, how do how do you bring it down? Um, so a person on their own um, will just start writing and uh, or they'll come up with an idea that, oh, this is a great idea for a book. Uh, and, and, and many people do fine with that. But what I'm just going back to there's more to uh, uh, being an author and writing a book is it really is like a, a strategic blueprint with milestones. It's like, where do you want to go with this? So there's so many different directions for what you can do. Um, if you are uh, a thought leader, uh, you know, your books on leadership or your um, therapist, a healer, a personal growth coach. Um, it's, it, you know, it's really basically positions you uh, to be more of an authority, which brings us back to that awe thing, like authentic, mm -hmm. authority, author. So awe, it's your own awe. You, you have to actually really um, have a vision and then someone like myself 
um, can help you, like you said earlier, clear the obstacles. The number one obstacle that people have mm-hmm. when they don't write their book is they don't think it's valuable. I, I can't tell you how many times I've heard people say, well, I don't, I don't understand, you know, who's going to buy the, who's going to buy this book. I mean, it's interesting to me, but I don't, and why there are other books. I went out to Amazon. I was working with one author and, um, he, he said, you know, I'm not sure about this. His book was about his near death experience, which really wasn't that interesting. It's interesting that he had that experience, but like, well, what else? And he said, you know, I did a search and I saw like a thousand books on near death experiences on Amazon. So why should I write this book? As I went further with him, like, what's the soul of the book? The soul of the book is the fact that what he's really saying is when he had that near death experience, he had a voice that told him, you're not done yet. And we've heard that before. So then all of a sudden it came to me as I was taking a walk, um, dying on purpose. So it's like, yeah, the story is important that you had that experience. But now that you had that experience and that voice said to you, you know, what, um, whatever that voice is telling, like your time is not done or whatever those words are. Uh, what are you doing with your life? What's if you die tomorrow? What do you still need to reconcile with your child or father or ex-business partner, the things that really matter. And so the book came out dying on purpose and we gave, Mm -hmm. and and that's how you can develop. The book is the centerpiece, but there's also creating a a little quiz, which could be used because, you know, if you do that quiz, it's a pretty hard thing. Like, you know, what, what do you want to do before you die? You know, are you, are you settled with your finances? Are you settled with, you know, all the different things. So, so that's what I do. I'm saying more than a book is, obviously in nonfiction in fiction, you know, I have a couple authors I'm working with one that's, you know, written, you know, award-winning screenplays that were movies that you and I may have seen. Um, and she's working on a book now. So sometimes it goes the other direction. And, um, when I, when I see, um, what can be done, you know, in some cases for fiction book really is something that could be pitched to, to Netflix for, for, you know, a dramatic series. Um, but I think the first thing, and to answer your question, <laughs> to, to the original question is that the person needs to do is take inventory of what they truly want out of this process and then look at that blueprint uh, and how they get from A to Z. What I do is I help them. The first thing is the what is it? And anyone out here now that has that idea about writing a book, try 75 words or less. What is it? Because that's what's going to be on the back of the book when somebody, let's say, goes to a bookstore to see if they want to buy your book. If you can capture them, let them know what it's about, what's in it for them, what they're going to get out of it uh, in 75 words or less. That's your first step. Your second step is to structure it in a way that you've defined what what you really want in each chapter and the sequence of chapters to create the experience you want when they complete the book. Uh, And then there's a whole branding process, the title, the subtitle, the subheadings, the chapter titles. So if you kind of own it, you you use your own phraseology. A generic book, it could be a great book with a generic title. Uh, nobody will find it. It's just, but sometimes there are books that aren't so great. They have such an incredible title. You, what is that mm-hmm. book? And then there are great books that have great titles, you know, and, um, and the people are intrigued because it provokes their thought. It makes them wonder what it is. Well, you know, you mentioned title, and that was one of the things I wanted to ask you. Um, I mean, there's so many books out there, and I'm assuming that nonfiction is an extremely competitive genre uh, for you to genres within it so nonfiction mm-hmm. is like everything that's not fiction 
Mm-hmm. Yep, that's true. It is. Uh, I'm sorry. And, so the title, I mean, the title has to be, it has to be something that grabs people. And I think, you know, we've, we've, I can't think of one right now, but it, I mean, we we hear titles, we hear them and we go, oh, I want to read that book. Maybe just based on that alone. So it's a pretty important part. It's very important. And the rule of thumb that, uh, that at least I believe is true for a nonfiction book is, is don't make it a generic, don't make it, you know, the key to personal growth. I mean, it does, I mean, even in the subtitle that's generic, like the five keys to personal growth, it's still generic, but the title needs to um, seduce them. And the subtitle for a nonfiction book needs to basically, so one is more abstract and one is more concrete. You need to tell them what it is. It's a guide to 10 keys to changing your life or, you know, um, the quintessential guide or the, uh, whatever it is, you know, um, to whatever it is that they're going to be reading about so they know what it is. You know, I use the example because it's such a good example of John Gray's book, Men from Mars, Women from Venus. Just because it's, it, it, John has created an incredible brand out of that. I mean, he's got, you know, John, uh, Mars and Venus in the bedroom. He may have one on the porch, Mars and Venus, you know, in the laundry room. Um, he's just created this, you know, phenomenal brand, uh, at least back then with, you know, there was a game board, like an actual game you can play, Mars and Venus. But nobody knows what the heck it even means. If you look at the subtitle, it defines it's about relationships. But what, how, why men aren't from Mars, men are from their mother's wombs, right? Why are we from Venus? So when you when you sometimes it's too much focus on creating the the book as a brand that you lose the literary merit. But if you have a well written book, keep the title. I'd like to invoke uh, Malcolm Gladwell, who had a huge hit with Tipping Point, which kind of tells mm -hmm. you it's like a tipping point. Oh, that's good. And he went on and he became more abstract. I think his next title was Blink. Mm -hmm. So um, so that's that's one pointer is uh, don't keep it generic. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Now you talked about media ebooks. Tell us a little bit more about that. What what are you referring yeah. to? Well, that's something that um in 2010 I started Dreamscope Media Inc. And and I actually published four books. They were hybrid published. They were books that were in bookstores. And you know, I and I just saw the whole industry kind of I mean, at, at that point I was like, I was looking at um, you know, people were going to NewYorkTimes.com and watching videos produced by the New York Times. It's like People are going to get, everyone told me, as I was an early adopter, one of the first people doing this, why are you putting videos in books? You're killing books, but it's not a book. But the M2E book was, was I take a book like uh, by Jack Canfield and Bill Gladstone, the um, um, Golden Motorcycle Gang, and mm -hmm. 20 pages, uh, you flip the pages and there's videos. It could be Deepak Chopra or something like that on a video in the book. And that helps position the book, but also gives more experience, more knowledge and wisdom. We did one that had by um, an author and a recording artist. So when you flip the pages, it was another song, there were lyrics, and then it was the stories. So I really got into that, but to distill it, to take a book and give it away, that was the vision of the M2 ebook, M squared ebook. We trademarked it, we did it 50, 60 of them, some for some filmmakers. And why I moved away from that was basically back in those days, um, you didn't have auto-playing scro uh, videos scrolling on social media. So I, we moved to, for authors, creating like 30-second videos using stock video and captions. Um, because when you scroll Facebook, otherwise you have to go on a browser to open up the M2 book and flip through it. Um, and everything's coming quicker and faster and more and more distilled. And um, so so we're, we're down to like 30-second videos 
um, when we produce a video for an author. And these would be book trailers, which you see more and more of this type of thing now. Yes. Um, you know, that I think it's video. People like to read. They, they still want to have books. Many times they like to have them in their hands. But if you happen to be online and you saw this fantastic trailer, good chance you're going to go get the book. And I, I'll, I'll do a little boasting here with something I don't do too often. But just to, to clarify, um, we first started calling book trailers and I because it was on the website, you know, as a click on that book trailer. I call them um, social media book videos. I think most book trailers, personally, are ridiculous. Um, trailers for movies are great. I, I go into Netflix or, or wherever on Prime. I want to see a movie. I watch the trailer. They're well done. They may cost, you know, half a million to several million um, to make a trailer. Um, could be more than that. Who knows? Uh, but book trailers, you know, a lot of times it's just taking a, a photo of the book with motion graphics and like buy the book. I don't believe people want advertisements for anything on social media. So what we do is we're like, what's the true, let's, let's get to the heart of the message. For instance, one book we published called The Whole Foot Revolution. When I was working with Dr. Anthony Weiner in the development of the book, um, I learned something that I never knew, that when you walk barefoot, there's this piezoelectric charge that comes from the ground and that your bones store it like a battery. And it just hit me. It's like, oh, we plug in our cell phones to charge but we don't take over shoes, stand on the earth and plug in our ourselves. And mm -hmm. so 30 second video that gave people that information. That, you know what? I'm gonna go outside and stand in the backyard and feel this energy come up. And by the way, at the end of it, there's a book cover <laughs> that says the whole foot revolution. So I tend more to that because um, I just think that um, people want the word, the word of the day for me is authenticity. Mm -hmm. And also, um, excitement, enlightenment, consciousness, awakening, all those new age type of words, but also entertainment and delight uh, or um, awareness, knowledge, um, wisdom. So that's what we that's what we do. If you go onto dreamscope.com, the website, um, you can see about a dozen of those, those uh, we call them book trailers for now. Mm -hmm. Great. Well, I think you've left us with a lot to think about. Um, the I definitely uh, am going to think ah all night. <laughs> Maybe I'll meditate like um I'll go ah, but um, authentic. That's a good thing. I'm in awe of everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in awe of you. You have so much information to share, and, and thank you so much. I know you're busy. I know you have to run off to another um, seminar, but I really appreciate you taking the time to share some of this with us and. Uh, We'll try to be as authentic as we can um, when we're writing our books, whether they be fiction or nonfiction. And uh, I just want to thank you so much, Jared. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me on and, and for being able to share with um, with, with your community and um, hopefully anyone up there in Newfoundland, hey, come to Laguna Beach. If uh, We'll do a, a house swap. I could use uh, an island in the middle of the Atlantic at this point. <laughs> and, and there you go. Like I'm living on an island in the middle of the Atlantic now. <laughs> With you only to go to, <laughs> no one to cut my hair or get a massage. <laughs> Wonderful We're thing to do. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Well, it would definitely be a switch for you if you came up here. And Absolutely. and I hear Anthony Weiner is going to be your guest next week. I hope so. I yeah, actually he, he wants to do it. So you can have. Another, All right, everyone out there. Let's talk about plugging your feet in. <laughs> yeah, and actually, I do that earthing, and it's even better when you do it on the beach. So next week uh the show is going to be on earth day so 
Dr. Anthony Weinart, thank you for delivering that. I didn't get a chance to check and see. He's going to be our guest talking about the feet and bonding to the earth. So that's going to be exciting. And thank you for helping me set that up. I really appreciate it. Another, another dream sculpt author here to serve the world. Yeah, well, I'll be back for more authors. Okay, well, I'll be back too. So yeah. good to be on your show and be well, everyone. Stay well. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye now. Bye now. I got to hide you. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that show. I sure appreciated having Jared here with me. And just to remind you, this show is every Wednesday night at 730. It would be just so lovely if you could like us and share it. And uh, if you have ideas of things you might like to hear about, please do send them in to me. I'd be more than happy to reach out to various authors. And, um, and uh, you know, the world is open to us on this platform and we can go to any time zone, any place um, to learn about people who are in the process of writing. And so thank you so much for joining me. And please, again, stay safe, stay home, read lots, support your fav favorite authors, and of course, get writing. And if you could give us that like and share, it would be so appreciated. Have a wonderful evening, and I'll see you right here, same time, in Newfoundland, Canada, our unique time zone, next Wednesday. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening. We'd love to hear from you. So please let us know what you thought of this episode and share your ideas for future guests or topics. You can email us at letsgetwriting at katherinetaylor.ca. Don't forget to subscribe and even leave a review. If you love this episode, share it with a friend. Until next time, believe in yourself and let's get writing.